What's up, guys? We Got a Memo podcast is back. Two days in a row, we got myself, Michael, Xavier, and John here. I think Roland's working, um, but that's okay. First thing I need to point out is that Mount St. Mary's men's basketball is currently up against Georgetown 51-44. to I just saw that. Incredible. I... <laughs> You know, to go up against big-time program like Georgetown, I mean, they're not ranked, but still, it's a big... Mount St. Mary's is being paid, I'm pretty sure, to play Georgetown at Georgetown. And for the Mount to be up, I mean, Georgetown's making a little comeback, but with 13 minutes left in the game, Mount St. Mary's up. Big deal for the school. Yeah. Honestly, just like you said, like just being up in the second half, like that's a... That's a big deal. So Right. I mean, Good for them. they were up 12 at halftime. That's, that's kind of big. And for a, a younger team, I think they're a little bit of a younger program. Once Jamie and left, you know, we lost a bunch of upperclassmen. So it's a big improvement. And there's one guy with 15 points shooting well. I don't know who he is because I haven't been there. But just to be up six points... It's a big deal for us Mounties. So I'm going to keep that open so we can track that. Yeah. Um, before we get started on NFL talk, yesterday I recorded a, my little take on the first college football playoff ranking show. Just my takes, some scenarios I could see happening, um, what I think will happen, what could happen. All It's just a little you know, shorter podcast if you guys want to listen to that. And then... In the future, this isn't definite, but instead of one weekly podcast, we might be kind of doing multiple shorter podcasts with various topics. So like I did the college football one, um, the next day or the next podcast might be a shorter one on the NFL, and it might just be me and Roland or me and John. And then, you know, if Zay's free, he might do one on baseball or... Him and John might finally get into that USA soccer debate. So instead of one longer podcast where we try to cram different po- different topics into one podcast, it might just be a number of smaller, shorter, more specific podcasts. Like I said, not definite, but we might head that direction. So keep an eye out for more podcasts. But... Hey, quickly. Yes. Um, so I haven't listened to you thing yet. I plan on doing that at work tomorrow. But yep. you think from last night. Uh, I just wanted to give my thoughts. When I saw that playoff ranking, yeah. I hated it. So, yeah, so this is good. With the other podcast, we can listen and give feedback on the next podcast. So what exactly did you have an issue with? Um, so, first, let me just make sure I'm correct. Ohio State was one, LSU was two. Yep. Who was three? Alabama. Was Alabama and then four was Penn State? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hate the order of it and who's in it. Okay. I think Penn State being in it is ridiculous. I think LSU not being number one is ridiculous. Uh, I think uh, I'm okay. So Ohio State, in my opinion, should be three. Alabama should be two. And Clemson should be four. Um, okay, so I have, 
Clems okay. So I was just writing down every point you had so I can kind of comment on it. So this yeah. is the, this, it's the first one, so you know it's, it's still early, a lot's gonna happen. Yeah. I think I'm gonna start in random order. So Clemson at five. I think they did that as kind of like a warning to Clemson. One, your schedule's very weak. And some of that they can control. Like they can like LSU played Texas. Um another example, Alabama, a weaker one. Alabama played Duke. Like Clemson has no big time program on their schedule other than the ACC. So I think it's kind of a warning in the future that's just like, hey, we take scheduling seriously, and you have, quite frankly, you have a weaker schedule. Um, to go along with that and some other points, Ohio State and Penn State are going to play, and LSU and Bama play on Saturday. So yeah. those four teams will not be the final teams, obviously, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's say I'm, I'm going with LSU. I'm strong on LSU. I think LSU wins. And then let's say later down the road, Ohio State wins. Penn State's going to fall out. And then Alabama, I talk about this a little bit, but let's just say for the sake of argument, Alabama drops out. Clemson's going to be in. If Clemson wins out, and I say this on the pod, if Clemson wins out, they're going to be in. I think this is kind of just like a warning that's like schedule better. And basically, the way it's seated with Ohio State playing Penn State and LSU playing Bama, Clemson's gonna be in. Yeah, I, I guess my, yeah, I just I, this is just my opinion. I think Penn State is way overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think they should be considered in the college football playoff. Um, I mean, I understand why they. I would say right now, Ohio State probably the best looking team. You could argue. I mean, you could argue LSU, too, but I just, how you put Penn State in that, to me, is mind-blowing, but again, I understand why they did it. I just, when I saw that, the the ranking, I just, yeah, I don't know. Initial reaction was, what are they doing? But, yeah, so I mean, only the top five are undefeated, right? And yeah. so Penn State has a big game this week against undefeated Minnesota. So if they win, it's going to keep going. Yeah. They they beat Iowa. Um, they beat Michigan. So those are some big wins. And at this point, I feel like their schedule is tougher than Clemson's, and that's why they gave them that boost. Coupled yeah. with the fact that, you know, they play, LS, oh, they play Ohio State later. So one of them is going to be out, and it's yeah. probably going to be Penn State. Yeah. Um, I just, you, from the way I look at it is, just quickly, I just I, you want to see the four best teams. Like I understand the the schedule plays an impact, and um, but I'm a believer in. I don't care if three out of the four teams are from the SEC or the Big Ten or the ACC, whatever conference it is. Like you stick the four best teams in there, and yeah. I understand the committee can't do that because. If you know you, you lose a game and you don't make it to the the conference championship, like you don't get in, like I get that. But as a fan, you want to see the four best teams, and I don't think Penn State is even close to being one of the four best teams. And like you said, they probably won't be in it at the by the end of the year. But I just I don't care if these 
if there's three SEC teams in it. Like, just give me the four best teams. Because in years past, the semifinal games have been blowouts, and they haven't been fun to watch. So I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's just my... Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, for me, to, to finish your last two arguments, you know, LSU versus OSU and then Alabama at three, part of it, I think it, I think it's twofold. I think OSU's won over LSU because in the way they've won. They've blown out everyone. But I would say LSU's should be higher because they've beaten a Florida, they've beaten an Auburn, they've beaten a Texas. Ohio State's best win is Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and then for Bama... At number three, it's kind of like if Bama doesn't win this weekend, I, I, I'm not. T- this idea isn't mine, but Joel Klatt on Fox said he thinks if Alabama loses this weekend, they're out because at that point they will not be division champs. They will not be SEC champs because LSU would be there, and so how could I can't justify or I guess the committee can't really justify putting Alabama in as a non-divisional, non-conference champion when there's potentially, and let even if they only have one loss, when there's a potentially one-loss Pac-12 champ like Oregon or Utah, or a one-loss Big 12 champ like Oklahoma. So I think that's a warning for Alabama. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, Zay. I like seeing the top four teams in the ranking consistently. I don't like these scheduling or the mat like future predicting matchups that will change the lineup. I want to see the best four teams right now. And so for me, it would be Ohio state, LSU, Clemson. I'm going to say Bama because they're often yeah. so good. And then I would put, um, I would put Oklahoma at yeah. five. So it would go OSU, LSU, Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, not in any particular order, but those would be my top five. Um, I think Cl- yeah. Georgia's too high. Their offense hasn't been good. It's def- That's definitely biased. Yeah. Um, so that that's yeah. I, I definitely I agree guess, with you. I guess my point is, even if Alabama loses to LSU, I would still like to see Alabama in the playoff. I, that's their only loss. I totally get what you mean, but at that point, with only four, so this with only four teams, I feel like. It's not fair to give them a play playoff spot. So in 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 the, my scenario, I'm thinking Ohio State and LSU go undefeated, right? And Clemson goes undefeated. So those are three of the four teams. The fourth spot, if you're choosing between, I'm gonna throw in a one-loss Oklahoma winning the Big Twelve, eleven and one Alabama, and then uh eleven and one Oregon, Pac-12 champs. I can't imagine them putting Alabama above when they didn't win their conference, not even their yeah. division. So that yeah. even though I agree with you, I think Alabama would whoop both of them. Yep. It's kind of it sets a really bad precedence. Yeah. Especially with the yeah. uproar already of oh the committee has an SEC bias. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just think it's tough because, you know, Tua's probably not going to be 100% going into LSU game. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. My only argument to that is that injuries are part of the game and you just got to deal with it. Yeah, I agree. But by the end of the season, Tua's going to be healthy and they'll be killing teams and 
I mean, it's just unfortunate that one bad game. So it yeah. is. But granted, do you think that it's just like one off season for Alabama, or do you think this is going to be the decline of you know a great dynasty? I don't think it's the decline for a couple reasons. I think LSU is so good this year because they finally have a really good quarterback and their offense is unbelievable. As for Alabama, they're always going to get good recruits and they have one of the best coaches in college football. And in college football, coaching and the ability to recruit is huge. So Alabama will continue to be a contender. But that doesn't mean they'll have the same um, domination that they've had over the SEC West. Yeah, that makes sense. And because, like, Alabama, uh, like, let's say Tua goes to the draft, I'm pretty sure his brother's coming to Alabama or some other five-star recruit. Um, so Alabama's still going to be good. But, yeah, I it's it's tough. I it, The end of the season, or as weeks go on, it's going to be interesting to see how things change. Um, starting with this weekend, highly recommend watching LSU Alabama at 3.30 on CBS. It's the two versus three, always a rivalry game. Watch that game. It's gonna, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be great. Um, could possibly be one of the best football games of the whole weekend, including the NFL, which we will get into. Any last thoughts on college football from you two? Nope. Nope. All right. College football, done. Mount St. Mary's still up three, eight minutes left. Could come down to the wire. All right. Um, The first thing in the NFL I wanted to talk about, I know I talked very briefly on my pod yesterday about how there weren't many trade deadlines, um, and we're kind of in the middle of the season, so playoff pictures starting to take place. Um, Some teams are more hopeful, some teams aren't. So what I wanted to do is look at the current playoff picture and compare it to what we thought would be the playoff picture preseason. Um, so in the AFC, the seeding goes as follows. New England, Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City, with the wild cards being Buffalo and the Colts. So compared to our preseason predictions, in the AFC we had New England, so plus one. In the north, we said Pittsburgh. Um, Currently, Baltimore's right there, but Pittsburgh, surprisingly, only two games behind. Zay, I definitely want you to touch on that. In the south, we had Houston with the Jags as a potential wildcard team. So we have the the Houston right, but we have the... Currently, the Colts are there where we thought the Jags would be. And then the west is led by the Chiefs, which we predicted... But the other spot, we had the Chargers in the wild card, where it is currently the Bills at 6-2. But the Chargers are 4-5, and five, can definitely make a run. Phillip Rivers is unbelievable at the end of the year. Um, so, Zay, why don't you talk a little bit um, about your Steelers? Because I'm surprised to see them at 4-4 four and four after they started 0-3 and, and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, yes. So, I mean, those predictions are, I think, with Ben Roethlisberger. So, uh, I, I mean, 
so they played the the Chargers, and I think we got lucky playing them in in the beginning of the season. Uh, so we got a big win against the Chargers, but the big win was last week against the Colts. Um, I mean, granted, we got you could you could say we got lucky with the the missed field goal at the end of the game by Vinatieri, but um, de- defensively, uh, they oh, defense is has essentially gotten us to 500. Uh, Mason Rudolph has looked good, not great, but he's he's done enough, you could say. Um, I mean, we have a big game against the LA Rams this week, but after that, our schedule isn't too bad. So um, I personally like our chances of making the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, I do not think we're going to overtake Baltimore, even though we're only two games back. Um, I, I just don't think that's going to happen with the way Baltimore is playing right now. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy. The make of his Patrick trade right now, the Steelers look very good on that one. Um, I mean, Minka's had three interceptions in the past two games. So, uh, our defense has looked solid. Um, I mean, they they've gotten us to this 500 position. So, uh, I mean, it's all going to come down to this season, Mason Rudolph, and how well he does. So, but he's done good enough, you could say. So we'll see. Personally, personally, I don't think they will. I don't think the Steelers will make it um, because. One, real. I only see one wild card spot up for grabs, and the reason I say that is because this is. I I know it may sound biased, but for the Bills, I really see them winning no less than ten games. Because, so just hear me out. They have eight games left, right? And tell me if you think I'm wrong. But this, these are the winnable games I see them on their schedule: Browns, Dolphins, Broncos. Jets and Steelers. So that that's five, right? So that puts them at eleven. And then if I think there's possibility, I think they could beat the Cowboys. Ravens are at home and then at Patriots. So that that's twelve and four. Do I think they'll go twelve and four? No. But I think they'll get ten and six. Um so I think the Bills are a lock for one wild card spot. See, so it's interesting because I I said looking at the schedule, the Steelers go ten and six. Okay. Do you have so, them beating the Bills? Yes. Okay. That's fair. Um, let me look at their schedule: Rams, Browns, Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Bills, Jets, Ravens. So you see them winning six. So you have them. I'm guessing beating the Browns. Yeah. Twice or just once? Twice. Okay. Bengals, Jets, and Cardinals, and Bills. So you would lose to the Rams and the Ravens? Um, yeah, the Ravens, I said, was de- a definite loss. Okay. Although, I'm, I'm doing that just because of how well Baltimore's playing. Mm-hmm. Although, we've already lost to Baltimore. 
and the past few years we split with them. So I don't want to say 100% we lose that game, but okay. I just put that as an L, yeah, just for now. All right. The only I, games I, I would argue... The only argues I would argue, or games I would argue is... It, it, obviously, it comes down to how Mason Rudolph plays, because I've seen games where he looks fine, um, but other games he doesn't. Like, first half of Miami, he looked terrible. Yeah. Um, and then the Cardinals at home could be a sneaky competitive game in Arizona. Kyla Murray, you never know. So, yeah. but they're in a good spot right now in the seventh, projected seventh seed with a tiebreaker over the Colts already. Um I mean, the Colts play the Jags, Texans, Titans, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Jags again. Not an easy schedule, so Steelers could definitely be there. And if that happens, I think Mike Tomlin has to be up there for Coach of the Year, leading this team to, if not a 500 record, a winning record. We all know Xavier loves that. Uh, yes, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. John, do you have any thoughts on the AFC before we head to the NFC? You know, I'm so bad with my divisions. I'm just going to wait till the end. <laughs> All right, that's, that's cool. I will say, so I, as you guys know, I was at the Patriots-Ravens game. One of, yeah. If the night atmosphere alone was amazing, but the fact that it was such a good game made it even better. Um, now, the, the Patriots have a tough feat continuing through their schedule. And I am kind of inclined to think that they will lose at least one more game coming up. Because they have at Eagles versus Cowboys, at Texans versus Chiefs. You know, by no means do I think they have the one seed locked up and the Ravens have the tiebreaker. So, I don't know. New England may not have the number one seed. Because if they lose two games and Kansas City with Mahomes coming back wins out, Kansas City would have a tiebreaker on New England, and that would potentially push New England down to the three seed. Um, So it'll be a real test. A lot of people thought Baltimore was the Patriots' first test. So I do not think the Patriots will end the season with one loss, but we will see. We will see. I agree, although I think for the NFL... Uh, that was a bad loss because I think that woke up Tom Brady a little bit. Uh, so I think the rest of the NFL is in trouble. Uh, I don't know, maybe Rowan completely disagrees, but I think Tom Brady is going to be an absolute monster the rest of the season. Oh, I... I agree. I, I think they're going to lose another game. I agree with you, but I think this is, that was not a good loss for the NFL. Oh, I mean, they played the Eagles next after a bye. Yeah, how, can, how can you not think the Patriots are going to destroy the Eagles? They're going to destroy the Eagles. I mean, I'm, granted, the Eagles are coming off a bye too, yeah. but the Patriots coming off a 17-point loss on national TV after a bye yeah. does not sound like something you'd want if you're Philadelphia. Once hasn't even looked good. So. Yeah, he has not looked back... He has not looked like his pre-injury self yet. And with Deshaun Jackson going out for the rest of the year, we'll see. I mean, especially with the Eagles letting the Bears back into that game. I I hope it's competitive, but if I were to bet, I would bet on the Patriots. 
even though it's in Philly. But it'll, it'll be a good game. Uh, also, update on the Mount down by one now, five minutes to go. Okay, let's move to the NFC. Current rankings, Niners, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings. We had we didn't do wild card teams, but we had correct the Packers and the Saints, as well as nope, that's it. And then we had Philly over the Cowboys, and the Rams over the. Oh, we didn't have the Saints right. What am I doing? No, I'm sorry. We had Dallas. We had Philly over the Cowboys, which is wrong currently, and we had this the Rams. Winning the West when the 49ers are there and the Rams are currently outside of the playoffs. But the NFC picture will definitely be cleared up soon because the Niners will play the Saints and the Packers. So we will have clear definition on who will win. Monday night, the Niners play the Seahawks. That's the game to watch. But I don't know. For me, the NFC, the, the seeding isn't really defined for me um, because I think the Saints should be undefeated. But I think a lot of the teams are pretty definitive with a few exceptions. I think the Niners are in. I think the Saints are in. I think the Packers and the Seahawks are in. However, I feel like the Eagles could make a run and the Cowboys could lose some games to put the Eagles in the game or Eagles in the playoffs. And then for the sixth seed, I just see the Rams kind of riding the ship in time to get to the playoffs, but not necessarily advance. So there are really two seeds that I see are open in the NFC. Uh, yeah, I'd actually, I would agree with you on that. Um, I just... For me, the big the big story in the NFC is the 49ers. Um, I did not see this coming at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't. There's not much to say other than that. I just didn't see it coming. Um, after last week, though, with the Packers, it was a little bit of a letdown because I, I thought Aaron Rodgers was getting hot. Things were going well, but then last week Aaron Rodgers didn't look the best. So, um, but yeah, I the NFC is a, it's it's yeah it's I think Minnesota could sneak in there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting I bet couple weeks for the NFC to see who gets in between the Eagles, Vikings. So yeah, I just I don't like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I yeah, but I don't like Carson Wentz either. So I just. I don't know. That's why I'm kind of like... But do you uh, like Carson Wentz better than Kirk Cousins? I don't know. Like, Wentz hasn't looked good this season, in my opinion. Yeah, he's ha he's definitely not been as consistent as yeah, and we I, thought. I don't know. And the Eagles' secondary is not that good. Either, no, so. it's not. You're right. So the Vikings have the Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks, Lions, Chargers, Packers, Bears on their schedule. Whereas, whereas the Eagles have Patriots, Seahawks, Dolphins, Giants twice, Redskins, Cowboys. Um, Wait, who was that? Who? What schedule was that one? That was the Eagles. So, oh. I mean, let's just say they lose Patriots and Seahawks. Just for the sake of the argument, that puts them at 
ten and six. The Vikings, I could see them losing to the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Chargers, because that would be December, and you know the Chargers might be healthier and better. That's three more losses, so they'd both be ten and six. So I guess in that scenario, the Vikings would have the tiebreaker because they beat the Eagles. And then if we look at the Cowboys, they're playing the Vikings, Lions, Pats, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Redskins. If you had to ask me, I'd say the Cowboys have the toughest schedule remaining. Um, you know, I'm going to say loss to the Patriots. Yeah. I'm going to say loss to the Eagles. They could lose They could lose to the Bills. They could lose to the Vikings. They could lose to the Rams. So maybe the Eagles go to the four seed and we get the Vikings, but really a lot in the air. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before, you know, throwing it off to John or Zay, whatever you guys want. I know the Seahawks are seven and two, but I don't I trust Russell Wilson, but I think their defense is really, really bad. And their their schedule's tough. Uh the rest of their schedule has teams with winning records except for one. Niners twice, Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers, and then Cardinals. Um, I, I just think it's going to be tough for Seattle, but I, I, I never count out Russell Wilson, but it'll be tough. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think based on the, the schedules you, you, you said, um, I think it's, I mean, if you look at how Prescott, I, I don't know, Prescott's been inconsistent this season, and so is Wentz. So I honestly think that Wentz will, well, no. So the, the Cowboys beat the Eagles badly Sunday night, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And now it's at Philadelphia, the next game. I think that's going to be a big game between those two. Um, and I honestly think Dallas will probably win that game. I don't know if you might disagree, but just based on Dallas's defense, in my opinion, is better than Philly's. So, but I think that game between those two is going to be a very big game for the division. Yes. I definitely, and this might be biased, but I really do think the Bills could beat the Cowboys, especially on Thanksgiving Thursday. I, think, I agree. I think yeah. the Bills potentially could shut down Zeke enough to force Dak to throw the ball a little more, and the Bills' pass defense does well. And for the Bills, it comes down to what Josh Allen we get. Because when he doesn't turn the ball over, he's completing very, I want to say, over 65% of his passes. But his two bad games against... The two best teams we've played, New England and the Eagles, he's been under 50% completion, and he hasn't played well. So comes down to Josh Allen. John O'Connor, give us your thoughts. Well, with that, I guess Tommy's not going to be at Thanksgiving dinner. But then again, neither will I. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he'll be in Dallas. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, I think the thing that just blows me away is the, um, I don't know. One of these years, I'm going to be right, and it's really like the Saints and the Patriots are both just going to go downhill. So. <laughs> and some part of me, some part, some part of me is just like, oh, this is the year. 
Like, they're not, the Saints aren't going to do well. And then they keep coming back, and I'm always wrong. And then I'm just waiting for, you know, Tom Brady to take a hit that he can't come back from. So here's the thing. For the Saints, for the Saints, it depends. If Teddy Bridgewater stays, I think New Orleans will continue to play very well. For New England, I'm not so sure because Tom Brady is getting older. And you could see at the end of last year, and you could see it a little on Sunday, he was missing throws he normally didn't get. So I think it's... And there, there's a contract... It's not a problem, but his contract expires or voids at the end of the season. And there's kind of been rumors that maybe Tom Brady leaves the Patriots. So... I definitely think the Patriots thing will be sooner rather than the Saints. But I'm never counting out New England as long as they have Bill Belichick because he has shown he can win without Tom Brady. All right, calling it. Tom Brady, only team who can afford him next year, Miami Dolphins. I don't think Ah. so. Honestly, so before I get to that, I just want to point out this Mount St. Mary excuse me, is now down eight with 142 left. So that's what happens when you let up 51 points and a half. Um, so I I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, especially about Tom Brady, and they, they talk about whatever is the big topic. But I can see him either retiring or if he leaves, if he goes anywhere else, it's got to be a California team. That's where he's from. He grew up loving the Niners. I don't think the Niners would take him because they have Jimmy G and he's playing so well. But I mean, what about like, I don't think he'd go to the Chargers. I don't think the Rams, I I don't see a team that would fit what he wants and where he wants. So if I have to go with my gut, I feel like he resigns with New England for like one or two years with but the Patriots will also draft a quarterback to play with him. Yeah. And especially with their defense being so good right now, it's kind of setting up like the Patriots get a younger quarterback, run behind a good O-line, have a good running game, a strong defense to kind of ease their way into a new quarterback, which is kind of how they wa- how Brady won his first few Super Bowls behind defense and clutch plays and a good kicker. Which the kicker I think will come back to potentially ruin this Patriots because they're on their third kicker this season in the playoffs, cold weather. You need a reliable kicker, which is something they do not have right now. I mean, the Ravens have a better kicker. The Chiefs have a more kicker or a better kicker now. Um, It could come down to a battle of kickers, and right now the Patriots just aren't winning that battle. Yep. So definitely, like I said... One of the best games this weekend will be the Monday night Seattle-San Francisco game. Uh, also the LSU-Alabama game. I'm also going to be following the Bills-Browns game because Bills fan. But Zay, your your Steelers-Rams game could be good. Yeah. Uh, Packers-Panthers could be good. Mm. And then Sunday night, Dallas, Minnesota could also be good. So some good football this week. Um, do you guys have any other topics that you guys want to touch on um, while we're on this one big one? Like I said, if 
you guys think of some if you guys are able and want to do that USA debate that we sometimes dabble in we'll we'll put that out there um but you guys got anything else for this one no I'll kick the gloves off today all right all right <laughs> that sounds good Zay what about you no, no. Okay. So, uh, like I said on yesterday's podcast, a lot of good sports going on. Hockey's in full swing. Um, I mentioned the Nationals won the World Series, which I'm sure will be the topic of a podcast with Roland. Um, college basketball started yesterday. NFL's in full swing. College is in full swing. Hey. So. Hey. I'm excited for college basketball. Yes. I watched... Did you watch the games last night, John? I was working. Oh. Well, okay. I'll do you a favor. You can tell... Um, you can tell your GF that Notre Dame lost to UNC today. In college basketball. Oh, I'll happily tell you that. Yep. I know you will. And so, yeah. Just, you know, a lot of sports out there. We will share all of our pods on Twitter or wherever you listen to us. Um, but keep an eye out more frequently for more episodes of more different topics of podcasts. So until our next episode, thank you again for listening, and we will you will hear from us next week.